Yo, 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 yo. Urban Logic. The nigga Rudy in the building. I got a special guest in the building. Uh, I don't think she ever even heard the show before, man. But I start the shit off. I don't want you to take this as no disrespect. But I'm going to say, who the hell are you? Who the hell am I? Yeah, who the hell are you? Oh, that's how that's how you jump in. Starting question. Every time. I'm me. Um... Nina Abdullah Government, Mindy Lou. That's that's what my family call me. That's what they know me as. So all of that. Nina, Nina Mindy. Nina Mindy. Nina Mindy. Where can they find you on social networks if they want to reach out to you about your services and what you are able to do? How can they find you? Uh, Facebook, Nina, Mindy Lou Abdullah. Love Nina 21 on Instagram. Great to have you here today, man. It was like, you know, I understand it's, it's going to be a little hard. I, I went through a lot to get Nina here today because it's important to have Nina here today because it's going to be education to African-Americans as, fella, as well I said as fellas, as well as every other human on the planet Earth. So, we are here today. We have Nina in the building. First, Nina, let's get off into your endeavors and what you got going on, you know, you planning all type of shit. You are very good at this because I've been to a few just of your house parties and they've just been put together very well. So as far as your planning, you getting it at and tell us what you're doing out here. Um, right now I'm not promoting much. Uh, Daydreamers, Daydream Hers, H-E-R-S is the kind of kind of play on that. But That's what you, uh, that's what your event planning business it's, it's called daydreamers daydreamers mm-hmm. with an h in there h-e-r-s is how that ends um spell it out in case they like can't understand what you're saying d like dog a like apple y like yellow d like dog r like randall e like egg a like apple m like mary e like egg my bad hold on daydream hers <laughs> H, H for hers, E like egg, R like Robert, S like Sam, daydreamers. And that was a long gap. I'm sorry. I had to place my animal in the goddamn basement. And I'm keeping it too. Shit. I'm going to keep it just like that because it's going to be raw. It ain't got nothing to do with it. But daydreamers, goddammit. Daydreamers. We're going to wrap that and put that up. Like, don't go holler at them to help you get your shit planned and put together. We're going to keep that shit in the community and you go holler at Nina with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, like I said before, I stand behind it because I've been to events just on her personal events and they've been... So I figure she will take the extra time out to make sure your event will be okay. So can you just give us a rundown of just like what you have been doing or, you know, what's been done lately, you know what I'm saying, with, with, with that whole everything? Um, lately it's been kind of every everything. No event too big, no event too small. Um, your traditional showers, weddings, launch parties. Um, things like that, pretty much anywhere where you need to pull a crowd in and, you know, you want it to be dope. So uh, that's what I'm doing at uh, Planner Extraordinaire. 
you know, so I'm not just a coordinator, not just a, you know, planner, planner extraordinaire, or whatever the event. You're an adult, too. I am. So. Grown as hell. Yeah, it's a little different. So, like, you know, you know, you have raised children. I have. You have adult children. I have. I do. I have four children. My youngest is 15. My oldest is 23. So, with that being said, you know, you have a certain... At that point, well, you should, but uh, I will vouch that, you know, you have a certain, you know, uh, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Uh, Let me just keep it simple. You have an understanding about how things should go in a situation to where you can really apply that to what you are trying to do as far as your event planning, because you know, like timing and being prepared is everything. Oh, it's everything. It's everything. It's so, everything. Let's 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 jump right off into this. So, I have Nina here to help us understand levels of life in a black community that I don't think we touch in on. Or show much attention to. And that is the crowd of the mulattoes. Whether man or woman. But. Let me say this. Uh, she is a rare mulatto. To where she is the mulatto. Where she has a black mother. And a white father. And I appreciate her for coming here. And helping us. You know. Have an understanding on what that. Is like. As far as, like, how that may have went. Everybody's situation not going to be the same, but, you know, it just, it's a it's a broader understanding. And, you know, I don't feel like we understand enough. I feel like a lot of people just touch in from the outside without, you know, giving the inside. So, with you, I, my, my thing is, like, so how is, like, you give, like, how you feel about how maybe things may have happened with you, how you feel like you may have been discounted out of your whole observation of life because you are from two different environments. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm not really, I'm not, I, I, I don't claim to be an expert on the topic by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm an expert on me. Um, I'm an expert on who I am. But my vantage point is is a little unique because while I have a black mother and white father, culturally, I only know one side. So I can't speak for, you know, the mixed girl who... What side is that? That's the black side. Okay. Yeah. My, my mother, um, my family on my mother's side, my black family. I don't have deep roots or connections to my dad or, or the white side. So my, my so life... How did, how did that... Like, I don't mean to cut you off. You it's know, okay. But like, how did, how did that, like, you saying you only have connections to your black side. Does that, does that mean that the other side didn't accept you, or was it like, how did, like, kind of break that down? Um, There was a point younger. It, it, there was never any um feeling of not being accepted. It just wasn't. It wasn't my everyday. It was like a holiday thing or once a year or once every two years. And the older I got, 
um, the less there was a relationship between my mom and, and my dad, the less it was a relationship with anything else. Did your dad maintain a relationship with you throughout life? Not at all. Not at all. He um he he he's he's trying to be back now, but it's so awkward, and I don't need it. You know, I'm I'm done. I've you, you always know, need it though. Mm, I don't. I don't. I, I disagree. He's your father. I disagree. It's nothing. It's nothing that I feel he can teach me at this point. Why do you feel like he stayed away from you? I mean, I think that was just life. He had another family. He married. Um, ironically, a, a black black woman. So he was with a black. He married to a black woman. So it don't have nothing to do with race or anything. No, no, no. Definitely not for him. Not for his family. But in terms of my day to day, my day to day was with my black mom and my black family at home. My dad, I didn't see often. So him, his, you know, my grandfather on that side, his siblings. Like there's no, there's no relationship. There's no bond. So with your mother. Um, as far as what your dad goes, did your dad's family embrace you? Yeah, I, I've never been dejected, rejected, never felt like there was a discomfort there. You know, my, my, my dad's people, they grew up in South Akron during a time that, you know, Southside, it was, you know, black people, African Americans. That's where they, you know, for the most part were. So I don't deal with or feel that there was any that race was a factor at all. It's it's a standard factor of, you know, a family that don't stay together in a distance, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort when you're out of a relationship to maintain those relationships with, you know, your kids and so forth. And so I, I think, think that I, was I think it I've for me. I've seen your father before. He's been You at, did. Yeah. 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 yeah John been, Arbuckle. Yeah, he's at one of the so like, because I know, like, so with that, what do you think the, like, as far as, like, how you were raised, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what came along with that? Like, were there, were there difficulties of you being a mixed child? You knew you were a mixed child, right? Right, but, but if I'm being honest, I wasn't honest growing up. I, I never really claimed a white side to me. Okay. I didn't. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to claim it, but how was it, like, I mean, because, like, you are fair-skinned. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, were there any difficulties for you coming up through, you know, life? You know what I'm saying? Like, as far From as, From what like, side? Like, as far as with black people, with yeah, white like, people? At, like, at school or anything? Like, were you, were, do you feel like you were, like, people used to come at you because you were the extra fair-skinned girl at school or anything like that? Like, do you feel like, do you look back sometimes and think about it that way? Like, maybe they treated me this way because I was this way instead of how they treated maybe someone else. And and again here, I think this is where I'm going to be the eyeball and the unique person in the situation is, I think because of my family, you know, I'm, I'm an Anderson and so many of us, we so, so deep, so thick anywhere I ever went, you know, school, you know, I had, you know, yeah, three or four cousins. Your, everybody, your goddamn cousins. Yeah. Shit. Like in the same class, you know, teachers would have three and four first Shit. cousins in the same class. So I think by affiliation, I didn't catch a whole lot of anything based on the fact that oh, she got fair skin and long hair and, and she mixed. I think because of my affiliations and because of, like, how I was, because of my environment and how I was raised, I like, on the, on the as far as black people are concerned, I didn't catch much about being mixed or, or anything. It almost never came up. 
I think it's because of the way you speak, though. And again, product of my environment. Yeah, you know? because like if you, I think if you had like a, you know, because uh, people, especially black people, try to act like they don't know what it is when somebody say you talk white. And it's like, talking white is like, you know, like, not because you pronounce words correctly. It's because of the accent you put behind it. Like, oh, my God. And, like, that's what we talking about. We right. talking about clueless. Right, and right. It's not also, about speaking proper. It's about your dialect. It's not about speaking proper, like, at all. So, you've never received any slack for you being the human that you are. I don't think so. I mean, I, I fought a lot when I was young. You fought a lot. Why did you I fight? I fought a lot. Um, quick temper, something to prove, big family. Well, it didn't have anything to do about how the person felt about you? I don't think so. I just, I didn't let it get there. Like, I, I, I acted first. I was proactive, not reactive. So, I think, if it seemed I think like. I you might have just been, like, not paying attention to, like, you know, certain things. Like, because I feel like you definitely had situations where people were only coming at you because of who you were. And I know that happens a lot in our community. Like, in our community, we, you know, tend to. You know, like, especially, like, okay, with the mulatto person, it's like, mulatto human, a lot of African Americans feel some type of way because they so entrenched into the thought of having, like, European hair or this type of things to where the mulattoes have that already. They don't have to, like do all these things to get that to happen and like it's like they feel some type of way about y'all because and I, I, I just I just feel like we don't touch on that enough in our community because like just because you're a mulatto or anything of that nature that don't mean that you don't go through a struggle as well because you're gonna be identified as black like no matter the amount of drop that, of African American you have in you, you're going to be identified as black as well. So, right. I mean, you may be able to like get by with certain things, but still, you're going to be identified as African American. So, I just feel like we need to understand that. So, oh, without question. That's so, why I said, like, as far as um, being treated differently in my community or dealing with jealousy from girls. I dealt with jealousy from girls, but I don't think it had anything to do with, it had to do with me being me. It had nothing to do with the fact that. You don't think so? I don't think so. Actually, with guys, though, like, I would check guys all the time. Like, why, you know, why are you trying to like me? Because of my hair, because of my skin. Like, you know, being light-skinned or fair-skinned don't equal cute. Like, tiny, ugly as hell. Like, your, your complexion don't equal, Damn, you know, beauty. Hell, she huh? is. She is. I mean, it, it, she is. Period. I mean, I don't think it's debatable. Yeah, she's not. She's not it's attractive. Not mm, from the shoulders up, she. You know what I'm I saying? Didn't say it. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know, that's cool. I did. But you know, with guys, like it would be that whole thing of you know why me? You know, over anybody else? Because I I actually had guys like the darker guys like I'm you know I'm they type and because of you know the skin so that's an issue with them not necessarily an issue with me oh, wait a minute calm down with that darker guy I'm, I'm just saying guy. yeah that you know I mean 
Yeah, dark skinned guys. That's what that's that's who I attract. I guess you know the dark skinned guys. They come. But yeah. it's just we just got all this melanin flowing through our skin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all it is, though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like so. There that go. And that's cool. I mean, I ain't, I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, that be the first thing they say is, you know, something about that. And I be like, dang, that's your hang up. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, you looking for the opposite of you, huh? No, 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 no. And that no, why I'm not no, saying no, you. No, no, I'm just no, saying no, that's no. my thought process. That's yeah, what I go hey, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I, what I throw out there. I, and I, I hear, you know. I get that one. Because yeah. like I feel like sometimes it it, it 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 is that way. What they say on Jungle Fever? You said you just watched Jungle Fever. What Wesley Snipes tell old no. girl curious oh, wait, about wait, black? Wait, wait, wait. I gotta clarify. He something. said curious about white. No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I gotta I gotta clarify something. I didn't what? just watch Jungle Fever. Not for the first time, but yeah, you had I mentioned just, it. I just watched it to just you know refresh refresh your, your mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Like, right. Like, you could watch some shit years ago. You should watch it again so yeah. you could just, like, get a clear perspective on it. Like, Jungle Fever came out when I was a child. Right. So, I watched it again. Like, I've watched it several times, and I've watched it over and over and over. And then, like, I just tend to, like, do, like, a year anniversary where I watch certain movies again. Right. What's some of the other ones in your one to year? S- to see where they sit with me so right now. Jungle like, Fever and what else? Like, what's another one that? What's another one that I yeah, just watched? Yeah, and did you watch annually? What's another one? Did I watch annually? Yeah. Um, it's crazy because I watched like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh God, oh, Terminator, no, Kindergarten not, Cop. Not, not no, 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 no. I watched like shit like The Running Man. Oh okay. I watched okay. like Commando, like like the fire, like like That's those hilarious. are the movies that are fire, like Commando fire. I thought you were gonna say like School Days, Do the Right Thing. Oh like, no, I, I watched shit like I that. I didn't think you was no, going no, I'm Arnold. Saying, no, because you, like, you brought it up, so I brought up Arnold. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You okay, watching so, Iraqi? Yeah, oh, I watch Stallone all the time. Stallone. Like, I watch Stallone all the time. I watch Stallone all the time. Stallone, one of Stallone's first movie credits is a porno. Yeah, I don't, don't want to talk that. about the Yeah, my cousin Thomas hit it's, me to that. It's like, you got to know about that. Like, yeah, like, the Italian even, stallion. That's even, why he the Italian stallion. <laughs> Oh, hey. That's why, that's the Italian style. Fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme was like gay in one of his movies. Yeah, like, Skinamax. start off. He broke out. Off. Yeah, he broke out and on Skinamax. he was able to do slow motion kicks for the rest of his career. And them splits. He do, the slow motion kick just show you how weak he is right. as far as on his, like, you know, you veering off topic, but, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I watch Higher Learning every year, too. Okay. Because, like, higher learning is hilarious, though. Like, What's funny about it? Remy? Everything. Everything. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't laugh too much when I watch it. When you watch higher learning, you don't laugh too much? Not too oh much. Oh, my God. It's sad. I laugh at Q. Let, me give, just, you, let you know. me give you a starting point. Okay, so when Malik blow down and he be like, I ain't no dumb jock, you got to laugh right after that. The face he makes and everything. Like, like everything he does is hilarious in that movie. And then, and then 
when he they do the fight and he got the like ice pack on his eye, he be like, "Look at my fucking face, man." No, that's funny. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. That's funny. You gonna drop out? That's what Tyra said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she ain't had she had no acting chops at that point. Oh, wait she was the party. The party when Billy raped. Oh, uh, yeah. fucking. Uh, Old girl from Dude, Where's My Car? And uh, I don't remember her name from Higher Learning. It sucks. That's what turned her gay. It's fucked right? up because I know. Yeah, because she started f- fucking with the gay girl. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so many. Like, that part, and then especially, like, okay, he come downstairs. Billy come downstairs post-rape. And he be like, you just got laid, right? You should be cool. Like, and then, dude, Billy get extra mad. And then, like, after that, Was that niggas, Singleton? Was that Singleton? That's Singleton. That was a like young. This, that was a young Singleton. Movies. That was a young Singleton. You know. That's one of his best movies. That was a besides young Rosewood. Yeah, Rosewood was dope. I don't like John Singleton. So you don't, so what you don't, you ain't watching uh, Snowfall? Yeah, I watch Snowfall. You watch Snowfall? You know your uh, that ain't got your boy uh, the real Ricky Ross's stamp. Yeah, no. Because it's his story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's and a it's dope like, show, though. It's, it, it is. You know, when you're when you dealing with something that's entertaining for you, but then you know, like, on a conscious level, it's something that ain't right with it. That's a hard battle when you... It is it's a hard, hard battle, battle when you know... like, no, for real, like, Snowfall, I wasn't going to watch it at first because of Rick Ross, mm-hmm. because of what Rick Ross was saying about John Singleton. And Still in like, the story, like, yeah. Like, John Singleton... Let me say this about John Singleton. Like, something was pointed out. They was like, Pac didn't even really fuck with John Singleton before he passed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he felt some type of way about him. And John Singleton tried to carry on a narrative. It's just like, Pac was his best friend. Like, right. You know, I mean, you know. Hey, don't, don't do that. But, like. A lot of shit with John Singleton. John Singleton got certain movies like 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 he made movies that like John Singleton is a legend. Like I can't take that away from him. He made fucking Boys in the Hood. Like you make Boys in the Hood and you cool like period like cuz Boys in the Hood is such a strong movie that niggas just don't understand. I I think niggas don't understand the point of Boys in the Hood. I don't think niggas understand Freer Styles where Trey and Ricky came to the hood and Furious was telling niggas what was happening. Like, they're going to buy up your small properties and turn in what they want to and force you out to and force all of y'all into one area. That's what's happening with Akron right now. Right. Like, look at all of this shit. Like, they building up certain hoods. Like, they buying up all the areas because you niggas don't own it. Your landlord own it. You don't own that shit. So, when the land- when they blow down and do the negotiations, your landlord going to be like, hell yeah, because they going to hit the landlord off with a check that he can't refuse. Right. So, instead of renting a house, you need to try to own a house. Because more than likely... Your mortgage or rent to own is going to be the same as what you're paying per month. Yeah, it's just that preparation, though, because it's responsibility will come with that. Like, 
property taxes. Like if your furnace die or your water tank die, you got to be you prepared to replace that on your own. So it's, own. it's preparation, it's credit. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it is definitely the, the goal is definitely the American dream, but there's some things you got to have. But a lot of people don't know about that whatsoever. Like, you know, like I, I didn't have people tell me that they didn't know like that once you pay for a house, you got to pay property tax. Yeah, you always gotta pay. They they thought like once you pay for the house, that's it. I can't even lie. When I first graduated high school, I thought you could buy a house and you just have the house. You don't have to pay a property tax every year, and that was just me being ignorant as fuck, though. I mean, certain things though you learn through exposure. I didn't know that. I was a loan officer for a few years. That's when I learned that because I had to tell people what their house payment was gonna be, and I had to calculate, you know, the principal payment on a mortgage, the interest. The property taxes and then the insurance on the house. So I, I mean, it, it's one of the, you know certain shit you don't know until you know till you gotta go through it. We might have veered off. Of course. Because we definitely did, and that's beautiful when we veer off and get to talking about all that other shit and drop knowledge. But we gotta get back right back to what it is. So you feel like when you were raised, you missed out on the whole other side of your family. Can you just clarify that to me? Um, as far as like missing out, it just wasn't there. You don't really, you can't miss what you never had. You know, it was sporadic exposure, but it, it just did not play a role in making me who I am, I don't think. You know, but, and I say this just kind of as an aside, because your questions, like some of the questions you've asked, is clear that you trying to have me kind of, give my point of view on hardships or what I've endured or how it's kind of come up in situations. I don't want it to be necessarily negative. Not even in a negative, not even in a negative way, not even in a negative way. But what I will tell you is the fact that I'm mixed, it has always been more prevalent in a white world environment situation. Like for example, my jobs, I've always been in management, leadership, and in that room with all of the white people, it has always been made more clear to me that I was not them, I was not white, than on the reverse where in a room full of black people, there was always more acceptance and less emphasis on the fact that I'm not that either. I've never had issues being embraced in my black community or never dealt with a whole lot of hate or negativity in my black community it's more clear that I'm not black in a white environment than it is that I'm not black in a black environment but I feel like it's because of also how you like speak and how you carry yourself though I mean honestly though I do both like it's funny like growing up I mean up, you're the other voice thing. I I can't just, it, it's, it's not needed, so I can't just pull you it. You switch it up? Uh-uh. I can't pull it because it's not needed, but I can talk I can talk that talk when I need to. Like, you know, so my mom. talk that talk, let me know when you talk. I can't do it until I really got to. You don't you pull that. Right you, you don't pull to, that. For you what? Right you got let a me, check for let, me? Yeah, let me. No. Know. I don't have a check for you. Yeah. I don't have it, a check for you whatsoever. I, it ain't something I, I don't know. I don't know, let me know how to turn it on up, like that. I don't. Like, it's not even, I don't think it's a, uh. It's not a tone. It's not a. It's 
it might, if anything, be a word choice. Like yeah. I will use some bigger words, but I still sound the same. You Pitch don't, don't change. change. Your voice or no. Anything. Mm -mm. Okay. Nope. Yeah. I just use. I talk a little higher level. That's what I call it. Okay. Higher level. Bigger higher, words, higher less common. Out. Just less everyday vocabulary. That's it. Like my tone doesn't change. I got, you know, I have, I think, a deeper voice for a woman. Like, I don't talk high. You have a deep voice for a woman? I think I got a little bass, you know? It's not like a, I don't think it's a high voice. Wow. You don't think so? Not really. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't go into, like, a soft, high voice. I don't play, like, a docile or less than role. I talk at your level, but, you know, I throw some bigger words out there to let you know I ain't no dummy. Yeah, I, I find I do that sometimes. Sometimes I feel like, why am I doing this, though? But it's what they say. You play to your audience. You're, you're 100% correct. Play to your audience. You're 100% correct. You're 100% correct. And, and and it's like, I just feel like, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's rare for you because you had the black mom and the white dad, so, like, with you having a black mom, I feel like you were able to grow up in the black environment to where, like, nobody ever questions your blackness. You know what I'm saying? But, like you said, though, you missed out on a whole other part of your life because... I don't have that. I don't have white culture. I don't have it. I don't know what it is. Do you feel like you missed out on anything for not I don't. Having I don't feel like I missed out on anything. I don't feel like I got the short end of the stick. I don't feel like I missed out on Jews or wisdom. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. Why is that? I just don't. Like, I see enough of that culture. I done read enough about it in books. I see it in, I mean, what, what, I just don't get, like, it's going to sound kind of fucked up. But, like, for real, like, I think about the set of Roseanne, like, the TV show Roseanne, like, the little couches and like i seen i seen enough sitcoms to tell me what white culture is i didn't have to live it i don't feel like i missed it or yeah, i needed john, it john goodman didn't have to worry about his job at all no nah, no nah. he was gonna be able to like he and got langford fired loose meats. he get laid off and shit but how you feel about the langford loose meat sandwich spot that roseanne and her sister jackie said i don't up? even know what the fuck you talking about you got your me into that hold on wait a langford minute. loose wait a meat minute. hold on wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> other white sitcom 80s movie i seen i saw enough white culture just in the world what the world showed me that not getting it firsthand from my dad i didn't feel like i missed anything so that was the lone reason why you don't feel like you missed anything i don't i mean kind of but i also don't care like i i, I don't feel unloved i didn't feel neglected like my childhood was dope we was poor but it was a lot of love it was a lot of us like I didn't I didn't want for anything I didn't feel like I missed nothing with growing up I didn't end up my story ain't bad like I'm not out here can't make no money can't get no job so I'm not looking for something to blame for my shortcomings or for how my life is going to say like well if my dad had been around like I don't I don't, I'm not in a situation to where I'm looking for excuses to explain anything about where I'm at right now so let's talk about that with you like high school how was high school i didn't graduate no i'm talking about just like ninth grade i got married i was a sophomore 
So I did not have, I was a wife and a mom. When y'all was going to Morps and Primes and Homecomings and putting Kool-Aid and Thunderbird. and. So how did that work? How did that work, though? Because you said you were married early. Yeah. So what did that do, like? So first of all, first of all, before we get into your marriage, (laughs) let's get into like how that occurred. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like saying where you're from and what happened. So now you're going to make me talk about my dad a little bit because, you know, I was, I was guys liked me and approached me at an early age. And I didn't have like a so goddamn bright. (laughs) Thank you. But I did not have like a dad or a male figure that was pushing anybody off. Like at any point no. in time, Mm-mm. no, nobody, not an uncle, nothing. Mm-mm. It was just it was it was too many of us to really, and it's no like diss on like my family or nothing like that. But honestly, at the point that it looked like I was starting my own family, it was less of a burden on like my grandma and my grandma's house for all of the people that was already living there for me but to move out. Niggas try to act like they fight so hard for their female family members, and it's like. I mean, in a situation where maybe a nigga beating your ass or something like that, but like that over, like I, I have not seen a whole lot of that overly protective. Like, no, nah. you know, and I've been a smart okay. girl since I was young, but. So how old were you when you got married? I was in marriage counseling at 15. 15. I wasn't even 16. You legally can't get married till you were 16. I turned how 16. Old was, how old was he? 19? 18 or 19? So you got married when you was 15? No, I got married in March. I turned 16 in February. So you were a married woman when you were 16. And I was emancipated also, so curfew didn't apply. So what, could, what happened after, once you got married, what happened? I was married for 10 years. I was a stay-at-home mom, domestic goddess. That's where I learned how to cook. Did you feel like you were a prisoner or anything like that at any point in time? I didn't feel like that then. I didn't feel that way until, like, that was my world. My husband, my kids, my home life, that was my, my world. You felt like your age had anything to do with that? With what? What aspect? As far as, like, you being so young when you first got married that you felt like that was how it was supposed to be. Were you yeah. trying to, like, I didn't get feel away like... from where you were or were you trying to just, or were you just, like, just doing something because you know like, what? that's what you wanted to do? I wasn't. I was just living. And I didn't have the perspective to see it as anything other than the moment I was living in. When I got a little older and I had perspective where I could actually understand and realize you didn't have a real childhood or you gave your life up for your kids, you gave your life up for your man, you didn't go to school, you could have been, you know, a doctor. Like, I didn't have that perspective at 15, 16, because I was just going with what the flow. What do you mean by you, did, you gave away your childhood, though? I was somebody's mother when I was 14. Like, I, I, I was literally in the streets playing football with my boy cousins like tomboy style and two months later I was about to be somebody's mom so I literally went from being a kid to being a mother and then a wife and then that was it and then that was all that mattered and that's all I cared about because my kids didn't ask to be here kids don't ask to be here no they don't you know so that's what I did I subordinated myself to them and was the best mother I could be when the 
kid comes into the world, it's up to you now to Yeah. Make and sure I didn't have you. that selfish spirit of I'm missing out or anything. Like that was a perspective that again when I was living it and I was going through it and I was in the moment, I didn't have that perspective. It wasn't until I was in my early twenties and I got my first job that I realized like it's a whole different world that I don't even know about. Like my world was my home, my children and my husband. It wasn't until I worked my first job to where I seen people went to happy hour and people had coworkers and friends and all of that. I didn't I didn't know. You 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 only know what you know. You feel like that like may have been a bonus to like, you know, like cuz a lot of people just want to just you know, have life happen a certain way. Do you feel like that happening to you helped you with yourself along life? I think so. Like the 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 most important things, even in my life now, the most um, useful day to day skills I got then, being a mom and being at home with my kids. Like it wasn't the world. The world gave me distractions and more to do. You know, I, I actually when I was um, 17 my husband at the time converted to islam and told me that i didn't have like you i'm your husband you have to do it too so you i didn't were, know and you said you were 17 i was 17 yeah yeah so you know yeah. we had been married a year year and a half and so i converted to islam out of duty like i felt like that's how it had to go but like legally legally changed my name that's why i say Nina Mindy, like I was born Mindy, but, you, but I changed my name. Though, yeah, like, I changed my name. It's like it's like this is what I'm pulling away from it. It's like you show mad discipline though. Like like was that hard for you? Like or you just didn't think nothing of it? I didn't think anything of it. Like I'm a I'm a strong person, and I think I'm a intelligent person, and I didn't see no bad or harm in it. Like nobody was. It was all about having a positive atmosphere, a home full of love, and nurturing my kids. Like, so nothing about it. like because of, you wanted a positive atmosphere and nurturing atmosphere, do you feel like maybe had you continued on the path you was going on when you was coming up, do you feel like that's what made you do that? Or maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, because, you know, I, I kind of, maybe you, like, I think that before I became somebody's mother and somebody's wife, school was important, and I was extremely, like, look up what the Mensa is, M-E-N-S-A. I was in that organization from the time I was, like, in fourth grade. And that's by standardized test scores, the smartest 5% of people in the country, based on test scores. Um, But that was not necessarily celebrated in my home or in my family. So it wasn't something that I felt like I got to keep pursuing this or I got to be all I can be. I got to, you know, it was not celebrate. You know, I would get yeah. awards and nobody came to no nobody assemblies or nothing. You know, it just was like a, a natural talent did I that, had. Did that like make you feel some type of way though? Did not really. It just, no, I never was sad. I never complained about it. I never said, mom, why didn't you? It just was my reality. And again, I did not have the perspective to judge it. You get that perspective later. 
you get that perspective when you're in that position and you have your own kids and you think back and say, I did this for my kids. I don't think I remember that happening for me. So when you had this whole transformation when you was getting married or anything, your dad wasn't around Mm-mm. then? No. So, like, was, was it anything preventing him from being around? Well, he had a, he had a new family. But it's like, you know... For make- some people, and I and I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, you know, this ain't everybody's experience, but even with my ex-husband, when we were married, as a married couple, as a unit, he was the best dad I ever seen. But the minute there was no marriage, the minute me and him wasn't together, he turned into a deadbeat like nobody's do you think, do you business. Think it had anything to do with your vagina? I, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what does my vagina have to? What? You think it had anything to do with access to your vagina? Yeah, well, yeah, because again, when we were a unit, when it was like his relationship with our children, when we were together, I thought that those were his individual relationships with our children. Yeah. And then when me and him weren't no more, I realized that his relationship with them was an extension of his relationship with me. With you. Yeah. So when our relationship was gone. I don't, I don't like wrong. that though, because like yeah, that's not real. That's not that ain't real. how it's supposed like, to be. You still have children, like and right. like you have to deal with them, right? Whether she wants to have sex with you or not, my nigga, like like don't let her having sex with you or what she does for you or what she can do for you dictate how you have a relationship with your children. Exactly. So, like so, you feel like that's what was going on with your. Your father or? Um, my father and my mother just didn't have a good relationship. It was a difficult relationship between the two of them. And once he got another wife or got a wife and had a family of his own, he wanted a family unit. He he, he found it outside of that. I'm going to be 100% with you. What's that? When I met your father, I didn't really meet him, but I did meet him because I like shook his hand and everything like mm-hmm. that and talked to him. But... It's like, that didn't seem like your father. Because like. I was uncomfortable. No, I'm just saying, like, it's like... There's no... You don't have any relationship with him, like, at no. all. No, do, do I, actually... You want, do you want to know him? No. And, and it's crazy, because... I like, don't. They, 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 so, do you feel like your dad was a deadbeat to you? I don't. I just feel like... He could have did a little more... He definitely could have, but I feel like the era of his life or the chapter in his life where I came into the world was exactly that, and I just feel like he went on with his story, and I just wasn't a part of the other chapters, you know? Because, I mean, you saying, what you saying is, like, your dad wasn't there for you, for real, when he was coming up, but, like, you have a dad that is white, and it's like, they try to make it seem like only... African Americans don't be there for that. Well, kids. you know, he was in the military, so you'll hear that. Like he was a African Americans yeah. be in the military too. Yeah, though. but he paid child support to the day I turned. You know what I'm saying? So he probably he, he felt he like he was doing he felt like he yeah. was doing his duty to his country support. and I paid child support. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like but what 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 some people don't cuz I'm I go through that myself with the mother of my child and it's like you know, I pay her child support all the time, and she feel like me paying her child support ain't 
enough. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I feel like aside from any financial obligation, you should still want to bond in a relationship with your no, kid. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not do saying that. you don't. Yeah, I'm just no. saying that you know I, like, I think like, they two totally different. Yeah, I try to I like I try to be in my child's life, but if I pay, I feel like it's so many people who don't pay child support at all. Mm-hmm. And don't I even never, take it seriously. Listen. And it's, and it's like, okay, if you do that, but if I try to be in your life and your your mother prevents me from doing so. See, and some people because that struggle and that fight with her is too much. They feel like they gave it, they do diligence, and they pay their child support, and they let it ride. Nah, I can't do that. I, yeah, that's a good thing that you can't because gotta, you value a relationship sure with your daughter. daughter no, yeah, I gotta make sure she know me. That's like even like with my my ex husband. you know, I already said like when it was no more me and him. Do you still? He speak was like to him? a di- no, absolutely, for no reason. There is absolutely no reason for us to exchange any words. Why not? Though? For what? You have children. My kids are grown and old enough to where y'all you manage that communication with them you don't need me as a media but why don't you you don't talk to him at no all. for what because you have children so yeah. what does that mean he don't even live here he live in oklahoma okay so he's not even I mean, local he's he not even in the community to be a part of their day-to-day you can still talk to him. i have a long distance relationship with him for no, what no 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 Mm-mm. not a long distance relationship in that way i mean like as far as if i felt like having a, a, a open line of communication with him would enhance or benefit my kids in some way, I would. But it doesn't. And it's not something I need or want, so why? Because, like, I just feel like y'all should still communicate For on what? a level. For what? Is, is it that bad? It's not bad. It's just... We 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 done. So when you were married to him, did you, like... What, what, what happened? Like, like, was it, like... It was like, ultimately it was a period of, in our marriage where I had started working and seeing the world and I felt like I felt a little trapped like he grabbed me so young I haven't lived life how old were you when you were married I got married at 16 knowing since I was 14 so damn I felt like married at 16 I felt like I had not lived and I fought and resisted my marriage a little bit. Like I told him, like I didn't want to be married anymore. You know, we went through that. We went through separations. And honestly, I think it was through or during one of our separations where he he got some white girl pregnant, and he kept how it a did, secret. How did you How did you feel about that? The fact that he got a white girl pregnant. Yeah. It was like a slap in the face. Why you're a mulatto? I don't see myself that way. I, you I don't see yourself as a black woman. I do because you are a black woman. Just like, just like Wesley Snipes' wife in Jungle you are Fever. A black woman. So when that happened, what like did it take time for that to come out, or did? Well, yeah, the the kid was how almost you, three. How did you find out? I was at the time working at AT and T, and the girl that he had the baby with was calling the eight like the toll free. Number to AT and T and asking for you? me by name. Oh my yeah, God. and she wow. they they ended up transferring her to me, and she told <laughs> me the situation. It was yeah, cool. I mean, up. it was cool. Listen, it's not cool. That's wait, but 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 no no no. All right, so let me tell you why it's cool with me. At okay. that point, we had got past me fighting against the marriage, feeling like I didn't have a life. 
we had hit this stretch to where we was happy and we was doing good. And I told myself I was going to lay in the bed I made. Again, I chose to marry him. My kids didn't ask to be here. We was happy. But in the back of my mind, I still felt like I still haven't lived. So when I found out he had that baby, like I never would have left him out of duty, obligation, and never wanting to break my family up. Like I didn't have the courage or the heart to, for me, say, I'm leaving this relationship because my kids didn't ask to be there and I felt like I would be an asshole for it. So I never had the courage on my own to say, I don't want this marriage anymore. But when that baby came around, it was like a get out of jail free card in Monopoly. Like I was like, yes, I'm out. I was making $50,000 a year at the time at AT AT&T. I didn't need him for money. I definitely didn't think that I didn't think that us not being married would have took my kids. Did he try to make seem like he needed you? Oh no, he knew that I he knew that I didn't. I'm talking about just any time period. No, he never made it seem like you need me. There were the threats of the loss my kids would suffer if when he, he left. Around. Yeah, that was okay. the hard part. And then the way I dealt with that was. He what you to, do like, for your did he, kids? Did and, he present that to you often? Like, like, did he like try to tell you, like, yeah, if I don't do this? Well, he told me that we was living in Akron. I moved, got got a house. Um, we did share custody, kinda, and it was all on our own. We never went to court. Like to this day, I ain't never for four kids got a dime of child support from him. Never, never. Did you sign up for it? No, I didn't need. I was. I didn't need it. I wasn't on public assistance in any way, no government program. Like I was, I was able to support my kids. So I, you know, I I just never, I just never needed to, I guess. And I never was bitter enough to feel like I wanted him to be broke. You know, I just wanted him to do because it was the right thing to do. I didn't want to have to apply pressure. Let me ask you this. So, you know, that's a, like, I hope y'all young ladies or whoever, listening or or listening to this though like because it's like you don't need nobody to go to your next level like you just need to you need yourself to go to that next level believe in yourself like she telling you that she got married at this young age and she was still able to excel and do this and do that and take care of her children so why use excuse after excuse about and she told you that she didn't even need child support from this nigga to move forward in life like just just please pay attention to what's going on here like this is very important because like we have to get past a level like you know you have responsibilities to take care of and what you need to do so you need to move forward in that fashion. And I don't feel like that happens enough. I feel like people just look for excuses all the time. I mean, it's easy to do that. It's extremely easy. It's to easy to do that. But ultimately, regardless of excuses in a lot of ways is obstacles. It's things that make it a little more difficult. But ultimately, at the end of the day, no matter how many of those there are, no matter how many obstacles or excuses or reasons you can come up with why something ain't something, the bottom line is, is you going to overcome them and do what you got to do regardless. So if I throw a party 
can I like count on you to like help me out? Yeah, you gotta pay the cost to be the be the bar. Pay the cost to be the bar. Hey, hey, I just threw that out there real quick, man. I just oozing that in. And I'm gonna throw out there real quick, and you get what you pay for. So, so promote your shit real quick in the middle. Daydreamers. Planning ex- planner extraordinaire Nina Mindy Lou Abdullah on Facebook, love Nina twenty one on Instagram. I appreciate Nina so much because like she uh came through here to just like look how she's just been laying it all out on the line. You know what I'm saying? She telling y'all like stories and shit, and people so scared to come get that shit like. The realness and the rawness, and the, like I appreciate all of that. Like this is like this is this is amazing to me. Like to just sit back and just hear you say this shit. I know you can say this shit already. That's why I asked you to come on here. Okay. Because I know who you are, and I know like you know I don't know you as well as maybe you know other people may know you or some, but you know like just for you to even be able to do this is. Like big, like like this is big. It's bigger that. than you even know it is. I appreciate like, that. You know yeah, I saying? don't quite get it because I'm extremely humble. I'm just me. I'm authentic. I don't really get it. Get it being any other way, you know. And um, it ain't too much. It ain't too much. I'm ashamed of. Like I don't mind telling my story. Yeah, hey man, hey, we we didn't like got off topic. You know, real quick, but, you know, I feel like we've discussed a lot that was, like, okay. that was, that was, like, wow. I hope you got what you was looking for. No, like, we got bars from you, but, <laughs> but like, um, I do want to get into something a little bit, so, so, as far as, like, with the way you were raised and with the way, you know, you know, you said your dad, you know, he was, he, you had a Caucasian father and he wasn't really there for you, like, as he should have been in your stance. So, how did that affect you as far as your, like, as far as, like, your, like, outlook on men and dating and shit like that? Um, it made me stronger for sure. It made me much more independent. Do you deal with, will you date Caucasian males? No, no attraction. No attraction whatsoever. But why? Now listen, if I did it, it would, wait, wait, wait. I went on a blind date one time just cause I had never dated a white guy and it was some conversation and I'm like, I ain't never dated no white guy. I said, we wouldn't even have. I said, we wouldn't even have a common ground to even have a conversation. It would be awkward. Like, what would I talk to this person about? So this person felt like they was going to teach me something. I went on a blind date. Dude was a cowboy. Had spurs on his boots. Had, like, it was the most awkward, horrible day. And he was a cool guy, but we'd have, we have nothing in common. We don't have, we don't have a common understanding of the world. What do you have in common? We had nothing. In, there was nothing for us to talk about. I didn't even know how to strike up a conversation. Well, maybe can introduce you into a world you don't know. But about. I have to have an interest and a desire to know it. 
And you could have introduced him into a world he don't know about. He, it's just not what I'm attracted to. Like, okay. in theory, are, it looked good. What are you attracted to? I'm still figuring it out. I, I think you with, don't know what you're attracted to. I think with I think it changes as you mature, and again, that perspective perspective you can only have once you've been exposed to something. I think that I'm pushing forty, not quite there, but in my life, I think that my experiences with men have taught me what I didn't want. So I kind of know what I want from dealing with what I did. Okay, so I mean, like, what what are you looking for, and you know, what exactly are you looking for? You at this point, you know what you're looking for. Do you know what you're looking for right now? I'm looking for an equal. A equal in, in what way? In a in a lot of ways. Um, it's not just about being a provider. It ain't just about sex it's about interest it's about conversation it's about values it's about character like it's about a lot of things like and i make a joke out of this but for real like if i could get me a me like if i could if i could get me a me i'd be set for life but that's you know i think like, that's hard yeah, to find like, for real like you know what i'm saying like it's I, hard know to this, find. I know this will sound weird as hell but like sex don't mean everything it don't Especially with a relationship. Right. It's like, you need more than just sex and the blind narrative that TV and, like, if we can't relate, then we shouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? If we can't just sit around and just shoot the shit or do no normal shit, then we don't need to be together because it's not going to work. You know, right. I think everybody ultimately looking for a comrade, just somebody that they can you just be themselves with, talk about whatever without judgment and without that person feeling like they gotta agree. You know, you just gotta you gotta have the freedom in a relationship, and then, and this any not even just a romantic relationship. This with your friends, this with your family. You need the freedom and acceptance to just kind of be you. So as far as social media go, do you like? Well, I know you. I'm friends on social media, so, but, you know, um, do you feel like, how do you feel about people who upload, like, selfies every day, or, like, I think it's narcissistic, ass shots, and, I think like, it's narcissistic, like, let me just show you, like, like, let me just give you a reminder, my I, ass is here, I, I mean, I, I'm not with it, I, occasionally, I'll post a picture, because you're supposed to have a picture, and I know that if somebody, requested me as a friend and it wasn't no picture I wouldn't touch it you know what I'm saying so occasionally you do but every day especially if you a dude like I think it's a little narcissistic so how do you feel about I know guys who post as so do I as do day. I as do I but I think it is don't transfer into like like I know like I think know, it's looking for transfer the currency I think it's a. Uh, I think it's dangerous to look for validation on social media, and that's what a lot of it is. Is looking for validation, your opinion, your situation. Like people look for validation, and that's da That's a dangerous thing. Cause what As you gonna it, do if you don't get it? What you gonna do if you do get it? It is dangerous <laughs> because, like, I know people who before social media didn't really know who they were in life and then like you know social media became popular 
and they go there to seek the attention. And it's like let me tell let me tell you my my situation with social media. I was a late bloomer, didn't have any social media till 2014, and only got it because it was a situation or some beef where supposedly I was being mentioned. Oh, you had beef. So and that's I, why you got a social media? And I felt like it was unfair to discuss me on oh, a no, platform a that I didn't belong to. Wait a minute. So it wasn't crazy beef. It wasn't what crazy was beef like what, that. What it wasn't crazy. Was it? it was familial beef. Like in the family. In the family. And it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy, but for me, I just I believe in playing fair. I believe in, I just didn't think that it was fair to discuss me on a platform that I didn't exist on to have a like, response. What were they trying to say about you? It was a little wild. Like, it was, it was a little crazy. Like, we talked about my parties. Were like, you being shitted on? I mean, I can't really be shitted on. It was hate. It was, um, I think it was, I think it was, it just was pure hate. That's what it was. It was, you know, early on when I first started doing parties, like because of what we've already been doing parties. That's what I got hated on about though was a party. I'm saying not even doing parties as far as like. It was my own. It was my personal party. Personal party that I got hated on for because if you remember what we've talked about, I was sheltered for a long time because I was performing my duties as a wife and a mother. They shit on you about with your personal. It was more about bonds with family and the fact that I was kind of newly on the scene and got all of these bonds on with the family. Scene of what? On the familial scene. What you mean? Like you was new to that family? Not new to it, but my immediate family, my husband and my children, was what I did for a ten year stretch. Okay. So when I was free from that situation, yeah. I went to reconnect with my family. That I was so tight with growing up prior to having a family of my own. Yeah. And part of reconnecting and bonding with my family was having these personal parties because I always loved my family. I just was MIA for so long because I was, I was handling my business, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. So it was the whole thing of somebody who couldn't be there seeing it mm-hmm. the way social media can make shit look so glamorous. It was a matter of seeing it not being a part of it because they couldn't be and then hating on me like where you been for 10 years type of thing so that's what brought me to social media and then when I got there I really didn't like it I still don't love it but this is why it's difficult for me to let it go now I have realized having it that people filter themselves out of my life because they expose who they are on social media in a way I never would have picked up on outside of it I learned more about people, people I thought I knew, just observing and scrolling than I ever would have been able to pick up on person to person. So, again, in a lot of ways, it has allowed me to filter people out, put them in categories and realize, okay, and it's based on the way they move on social media. So if I, it's like almost a little bit of a blindness if I take that away. Like, it might take me a little longer to realize somebody ain't about shit. You know what yeah, I mean? But, you know, social media. Or can't like, spell. A, a, a lot of people. Or post. dumb as hell. What do, you, what do y'all do? What do you think about these social media posts where people dumb as hell and you don't know if it's, like, the culture with, like, texting, shorthand, no, acronyms, kinda, or like, if they I dumb as hell? I comment on it. It's like, I try to 
Like, for real, for real. It's bad. Sometimes I don't even do it on the stat. I inbox somebody like, hey, you know, fix this on your stat. And, like, they become angry with you. And it's like, you know, okay. But, you know, like, I've, I've been cussed out. Like, let, let, let me know you. Let me let you know this now. I've been come at. I've been came at crazy ways because I've tried to help somebody with this shit. But understand that it's not even the simple, like, misuse of 2-T-O, 2-T-O-O, and the number 2, T-W-O. It's people that today on Friday the 13th saying that they went to the the haunted house. Not the haunted house, like H-A-U, like scary spirits, like they hunting deer, like the haunted house. Like, that's my... You're right. You know, that's bad too. It's bad. It's, it's bad. All, it's all bad. Whenever you bad. try to reject being better, that's pretty bad. I don't know. Right or no? Like, yeah. You know oh yeah. So, with this, so I know you have because I've seen your father around. So, are you? What's your relationship like with your father? kind of non-existent i don't seek it but i don't not respond to him he he likes to email he reach out to you he'll email me he sends old pictures of when i was really young just to kind of keep a connection but the thing is when i was open to it and tried to have him come around it didn't feel natural it was forced and it was like he was trying to relive a time that i'm past like he would come around and treat me like i was a little girl so do you feel like you know what I'm saying? Even with your mother, do you feel like your, you know, you feel like maybe your mom just wasn't fucking with him at a point in time as well, too, though? I feel like he was away in the military. He he spent years not even in the country. Okay. He felt like he was uh, meeting his financial obligation. And I feel like my mother felt like it made it clear to him that we were fine with or without him. So, like, your your mother and him, they were in a relationship at one point. Yeah, but they were also in high school, high school relationship. Oh, okay, so you were, yeah. you were conceived uh, uh, with a young mother. Yeah, my mother was under 20. I think she was 17 or 18 when she had me. And so... You also had children when you were young as well? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the size of my family. You know, my grandmother had 10 kids, and most of them had five kids or more. Some of them had eight, nine, ten. So family is big, and in my family, it was not uh, abnormal for a young woman to get married and start having kids. So for me, within my family, it was the norm. It wasn't abnormal at all. So your government, like, just... What's your government first name? Nina Abdullah. Yo, no, I'm talking about from the... What was I born with? Because yeah, my government legal yeah. name is Nina Abdullah. Okay, so your born name... My birth certificate says Mindy Anderson. So your name, Mindy... My legal name... But your legal name is Nina. That's what's my on my ID. That's what's on my paycheck. That's the name I've had from any time I made any money or paid any but taxes in this country. as far as, like, fresh out the vagina... Mindy Anderson. Mindy. Your name is Mindy. Which, honestly, 
when I converted and decided to change my name, I felt like the name was extremely white and I was not attached to it and didn't, didn't mind like changing Mindy. it. I did not. Mindy does. I felt like it was a typical white girl name. But when I chose my name, um, Nina means motherly. And at the time, we were doing, you know, Swahili, they give a child a name, you so know, they can grow calls into. You, somebody calls you Mindy. You I don't trip it? about it. Not at all. Hey, Mindy. Not at all. Because that's what my family knows me as. Hey, Mindy. That's what they, that's what they know me can as. Can I call you Mindy? I, I mean, it, it don't matter to me. Either one. I'm I'm both of them. Like it, you know, it's cool to have an alias sometime. Your mama named you Mindy. I'm gonna call you Mindy. Cassius. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. You know, either one. I'll answer to either one. Nah, hey man. Like listen, man. This was so fire. Man. <laughs> this shit was so fire, man. Like I feel like, old. I mean. I've yeah, lived. Yeah, yeah. Tough though, because there is some privilege to it. 
even though I said earlier that I feel more black in a room full of white people than I feel black in a room full of black people, there are audiences that I get and there's doors to open because I'm fair skinned and I can't be upset at a darker person that feels like, no, but you know, someone may say she, you know, they hired her for the look or she had a softer look than me or she was fair. There's still an amount of privilege there. They still let you know you're not a hundred percent us, but I might be, I might be closer to them than you are. I'm black as fuck. I got all this melanin flowing through my skin. I never let that shit factor me. All this melanin flowing through me. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm who I am. That's yeah. why I'm motherfucking Rudy. Like, this shit crazy. Like, I, I got all this melanin for me. I'm black as fuck. And I'm so happy about it. Like, I'm super happy about it. Nobody can distract that from me. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are a mulatto that will be accepted and you already know the game and how it go but like a lot of people with your same circumstance don't understand that they think like because they are a mulatto they can move a certain way they can bounce back and forth but at the end of the day you must understand that they look at you a certain way no doubt and the way you were raised is rare because you had the black mom and you were with the black mom and but like you ex- like you explained to us earlier your dad wasn't there for you so it's just not I may not have been the per- the person I am now I may not have been that person if he were a daily constant took me away if I was more exposed in in that world it just it, that's just not what what my situation was damn you hear that shit, man? What'd you say? Hey, yeah, she, you know, hey, hey. Shout out to Nina, man. Like, Nina, I gotta have you come here again, though. Okay. Because the way this happened tonight, that was really good. I got you. First of all, you did a really good job tonight. Thank you. And this shit was, like, a great, like, I feel like you, like, public. You should get into public speaking. Okay. I'm just not, I'm not, uh, I'm not nervous. I'm confident. But no, even like you were talking about what you're doing. I feel like you should like get into public speaking about what you're doing. Or like, and you know, like I said to you earlier, you need to promote, you need to promote yourself and you need to promote what you're doing. It's coming. So one more time, can you just tell us everything you're doing and what you are able to do? And how you are able to do that very well. And how you are able to get that shit going. Can you say that one more time? It's, it's uh, Daydreamers. Just know my name. It's Nina Mindy Lou Abdullah. Um, planner extraordinaire. No event too small. No events too big. Um, you get what you pay for. If you 100% with that shit though. Like I try to even like help you with. You know what I'm saying? Setting up a page for that shit, and I will promote that shit. I will share it. Because I I believe in what you're doing, and, like, what you're doing is a good thing. Like, I appreciate it. So, you know, like, like, one more time, well, which you said what you said, but let them know your social media, like, Let's get that social media out. It's Nina Mindy Lou Abdullah on Facebook. Spell it out. People 
N-E-N-A-M-I-N-D-Y-L-O-U, Abdullah. That's A Apple B Boy D Dog U L L A H. Yeah, man, we we here for that, and that that's beautiful. So I'm gonna uh, wrap it up with the final thoughts. Anything you wanna say? It's been real. It's been real. That's it. You it's been real. It ain't nothing you wanna get off your mind or nothing. Not too much. I've been I've been uh I've been walking down memory lane. It's cool. It was fun. Relive some experiences, but it, it has been real in a nutshell. All right, so my final thought is going to be like with this. So, if you're a single mother, you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be no excuses to why you can't take care of your children. Like, I've watched plenty of single mothers take care of their children over and over and over. And if you are in a situation where you're not able to take care of your children and maybe you have a father of your children who are able to do a little bit more than you are, you need to be not be selfish. And, you know, maybe you need to, like, rethink and evaluate maybe that this person can help your child achieve the next level because it's all about your child achieving the next level every time i'm around my child i try to make my child achieve the next level like it's about your child achieving the next level it's not about you it's not about the person that you used to be with or the person you had the child with it's about your child achieving the next level Who's more capable of your child achieving the next level? Like, we got to stop being so selfish, man. Like, it's just like everybody be so selfish and they think about themselves instead of thinking about the bigger picture. It's about the bigger picture. Cameron made a song about the bigger picture. And in that same song, the bigger picture, he said he had uh, a garage that was the soda holder. Because his range was the same color of Coca-Cola. And a lot of people thought that was uh, just a simple bar. But that made a lot of sense. Because he said he had a range the same color of Coca-Cola. And he said that the garage was the soda holder. So, factor that in. And, you know, <laughs> hey, that's, just, that's just how that has to go. Like, if you don't pick that up then you don't pick that up. Urban Logic, thank you. Hit that subscribe. Hit that like, please. Please hit that subscribe and that like, please. Just do it, man. Like, I'm here for you guys.